Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with Susie Chase. She's just a home cook in New York City, sitting at her dining room table, talking to cookbook authors. I'm Francesco Becchetti, and I'm one of the co-authors of Avocadea the Cookbook, which we released last year, and it has been a great success. Your world's first avocado bar became an overnight success when it opened in early 2017 in Brooklyn. How did three Italian guys get into the avocado business? Avocados don't even grow in Italy. Well, that's a funny story, actually, because when um, we had the idea to open the world's first avocado bar, uh, I was living in Mexico and my co-founder, Alessandro, was living in Seattle. So none of us was actually living in New York. Uh, when Alessandro moved to Seattle, he, he struggled to find healthy and tasty lunch alternatives. So he was trying to um, eat simple stuff that uh, were making him feel satisfied and healthy. And avocado was the perfect thing. And living back in Mexico, I used to eat avocado pretty much every single day. And when we started talking about this idea of using avocados as a item to promote a new type of diet that is very healthy at the same time, but also very tasty, we immediately thought, okay, this is going to be a, a great success. Because usually when you have healthy food, it's not very tasty, but avocado is the perfect match. It's a super food on one end, and it's incredibly tasty and rich in nutrients and good fats on the other hand. So that's how the idea of Avocadelia started. You did an ingenious thing in April 2016. You launched an Instagram account to gauge interest in all things avocado. Tell me about that. Since we're, we're not living in New York, we thought about, okay, what is the best way that we can test the market and understand if there is a potential demand for our idea without actually opening to restaurants? And the first thing that we, we thought was, let's open a social account on Instagram. Our plan was uh, to promote avocado-based uh, eatery and to understand the feedback and the reaction of the pub. And um, the first um, reaction were really overwhelming. So we, we got uh, 500 followers the first day we opened the account. People were going crazy over the, the idea of an avocado bar opening in New York. Uh, we got a few articles on random magazines in New Zealand, in South Africa, and it was really uh, overwhelming for us because we didn't have any idea about where we were going to open the place yet, about the menu. But we could see from day one that demand was really strong for this type of uh, restaurant. Then, exactly one year later, you opened up the original Brooklyn location and had 55 customers lined up out the door. Were you freaking out? You can definitely say that. <laughs> we, were not, <laughs> we were not ready for this uh, type of reaction. So for the first week, we didn't even open to the public. We had to close the store entirely to have press coming in, to doing interviews and to um, take picture of our dishes, picture of our kitchen and tell us, um, customers about our study. And the first day that we got ready to open to the public, we were expecting around 50 to 60 customers throughout the entire day. But by the time we, we opened, we had over 50 customers in line. So that 
that was a good start for us. And we, we ran out of avocado in three hours. It was, it was crazy. Recently, I've noticed that cookbooks have become so serious. The food in this cookbook is playful. Even your tagline is inspiring a happier lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. That, that's all connected with our mission and our philosophy. So we think that uh, food doesn't have to be uh, serious to be enjoyable. We believe that food has to be real food and has to be healthy, uh, genuine, not processed food. But it can also be playful. So using uh, real and quality ingredients doesn't mean that you cannot have fun with food. You cannot enjoy your lunch. And we kind of uh, like to combine these uh, playful vibes so to make people happy to come visit our restaurant, eat our food and to offer them options that are very healthy with extremely high quality ingredients and um, keeping in mind that uh, what we put in our body uh, is the most important thing that we do. <laughs> I love that because like for me, kale is not fun, is not playful. <laughs> so I love your spin on it, how you wanted to make it fun. Yeah, I think it's, it's very important to engage with customers and especially sending the message that healthy food doesn't have to be sad. It doesn't have to be a punishment <laughs> when you eat, right. it's something that you enjoy. According to the USDA, per capita avocado consumption in the United States has tripled since the beginning of the 2000s. You're definitely contributing to that by using 3,000 pounds of avocados a month. Is that right? That's correct. Wow. That's crazy. Where do you yeah, get your that's... avocados? <laughs> so we only use Mexican has avocado from Michoacan region. And for our type of cuisine, they are the best possible product that we can offer our customers. I saw on your Instagram yesterday, you had a quiz. And one of the questions was, is avocado a fruit or a vegetable? Avocado is definitely a fruit. And is the fruit with the least amount of sugar. So it's really the best fruit you can, you can eat in the world. How should we buy and store avocados? So there, there are different things that you should consider when you go to buy an avocado. First, you need to understand when you will consume the avocado. And the second um, very important thing that you need to take in mind is how are you planning to consume the avocado? So if you are planning to do guacamole or planning to mash uh, the avocado to get a cream or a spread, you should buy an avocado that is on the softer side. If you are planning to make an avocado salad or if you want to slice the avocado to do a tartare, sashimi, uh, caprese, you should buy an avocado that is a little bit firmer because you need to um, be able to cut it slice and it needs um, a firmer consistency to be able to, um, to melt well with the, um, with the flavor. And regarding the timing, when you buy an avocado that is uh, green and firm, it will take three to four days to be ripe and to be um, uh, edible. If you want something that is ready on the same day, you really need to go and <laughs> search for the ripe avocados. And usually it's a bit harder to find in grocery stores and supermarkets. So what I usually suggest is to try to plan in advance and purchase the avocado three to four days before consumption. It was so nice meeting you the other day at your Chelsea location. 
I really enjoyed the chill-out toast, although I've given up bread for the first 90 days of 2019, but it was still delicious, and the vanilla almond smoothie was so different. Can you describe these? Sure. So the chill-out has always been our basic toast, is the um, classic avocado toast. Uh, we have this uh, amazing multigrain bread from Balthazar Bakery, which we think is fantastic. And then we put avocado mash, which is simply avocado and freshly squeezed lime juice. Uh, we use a bit of sea salt, black pepper, and then we garnish with sashimi, which is a chili flake from Japan with tangerine peel that gives it mm, a little twist compared to the classic version. And this toast, uh, it's one of the best salads for breakfast. It really gives you a lot of energy in the morning. At the same time, it's a very healthy combination of ingredients. So we, we see our customer enjoy this toast, especially for breakfast or after lunch as a light snack. And regarding the vanilla almond smoothie, it's something that uh, it has in common with the other smoothie is the creaminess. So um, <laughs> we see a lot of customers coming in and they say, wow, you guys do avocado smoothies. How would that be like because they associate avocado to savory dishes. But the beauty of avocado is that it's actually such a versatile ingredient that it can be combined uh, with smoothies, with dessert, and especially in smoothies, it gives the smoothie a rich, uh, creamy consistency that it's very hard to obtain uh, with other ingredients. So, for example, in the vanilla almond, we mix dates, almond, almond milk, agave avocado and the result is amazing because it's a nice nutty uh, taste with a very very creamy consistency that nuts usually don't have did a woman really fly from australia to new york to taste your dishes <laughs> yes yes she, she did, did? And it, it was kind it was kind of amazing for us uh to um, really live that moment because that was the moment we realized how big of an impact we uh, we had. And reaching out someone from the opposite side of the world, that coming to a city like New York, uh, just take a taxi and come straight to your restaurant really indicates the, um, the affection and the passion that people have for avocado. So this emotional connection that they have with the fruit that is uh, way beyond a regular restaurant. It's really an attachment that goes deep, deep um, into our customers. Talk a little bit about your recipe for chilled cucumber soup. I read that you even wore a cucumber soup face mask while you wrote this cookbook. Yeah, that's, mm, again, um, part of the beauty of avocado is that it's so versatile that you can literally do anything with it. Like in the store now, we, we sell uh, an avocado body scrub. So there are like uh, endless applications in beauty and this is a very easy um, face mask that everyone can make at home and it's um, something that I would uh, recommend a lot of people to do and um, the cucumber soap uh, is one of my favorite things to eat during the summer because it's very light it's very refreshing the beauty of it is that um, it's fully vegan, it's very light, especially in warm summer day here in New York. And it's full of um, ingredients that will provide you with good hydration, like the cucumber, it has spinach, lime juice. So it's, um, it's really a sense of freshness. And at the same time, the avocado gives you uh, the energy that you need to go through the day. 
So it's one of the best things you can eat in summer hot days in New York. One of the most interesting recipes I found in this cookbook was on page 138, the panko-crusted avo wedges with tangerine sweet and sour dipping sauce. Describe this. Yeah, so this is another um, very interesting recipe that we actually had a chance to um, serve our customers at our summer outdoor market in, uh, in Williamsburg. And it was a great, great success. And again, I think that Part of the beauty of this recipe is that you're eating something that reminds you of a French fry, but it's extremely healthy because it's simply avocado. We use panko to make the crust, so we don't use any processed or compostable dipping, and um, the flavor is incredible. So it's um, very um, crispy on the outside, and it stays creamy in the inside. It's like eating a... (laughs) An incredible French fries. That could be the, the, the closest thing that I can use to describe it. But it's really something that it's out of the ordinary. And I would recommend any person that buys our cookbook to try it at home. The back of the cookbook has menu ideas and a list of vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free recipes. Talk a bit about that. Yeah, when, when we started this um, project, the idea was always to keep our menu very focused on plant-based item, and healthy food. And of course, uh, this um, idea uh, translated in a menu that is very focused on uh, vegan items or at least uh, item menu that can be made vegan. So for example, we cook uh, a lot of vegetables. We use uh, vegan protein like tofu. We use seitan. And we think that it's um, especially um, during this time where people are consuming less and less red meat, we think that it's very important to provide alternatives that are healthy and that also gives you the right nutrients for this type of diet. Okay, so you have 21 funky Italian expressions in the back of the book. My favorite is, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, <laughs> non a semper dominica. What does that mean? And did I really kill the pronunciation? So, Non è sempre domenica. Okay. Means like literal translation is is not always Sunday. And Sunday um, for us in the Italian culture, uh, I believe this is uh, due to the um, religion history of our country, where Sunday is the day that everyone goes to church and do not work. So it's a day where you have lunch with the family, uh, you relax and you, you associate Sunday with a good time. So when you say it's not always Sunday, it means you know, the, the, the rest of the week you have to work, you, you need to get things done, and there is a time to rest and relax, and there is a time where you actually have to work. <laughs> if you want to wow your friends, you've included a step-by-step guide on how to make an avo rose. I love that. So um, this is actually something that we came up, uh, I would say, by uh, experimenting and trying to find new solutions for one of our toasts. So we were really uh, trying to offer a chill-out toast with a poached egg on top. When we tried the same version with the hard-boiled egg, it was very easy to lay out because we sliced the egg and we kind of uh, arranged it on the toast in a simple way. But with the poached egg, it was much harder to keep the egg uh, in the same place. 
So we uh, try to arrange the egg in the center of the toast and then it slides off and it falls out the plate and it was really not working out for me, a logistic point of view. And someday we decided, okay, what if we make kind of a cage for the egg so that the egg can stay inside uh, this barrier, don't fall out and in the toast. And when the customer have it, it looks pretty and it's easy to eat. And we started to play around with the avocado, trying to find a shape that could fulfill this goal. And we, <laughs> we just started to cut and shape it and we tried with the heart. And then we just made this kind of circle that came up as a rose. And we said, okay, this is perfect. This looks extremely pretty on the toast. We can put the egg in the center. The egg is going to stay there forever. And that, that's really like fulfilling a um, real need with something that looks pretty. And that's really what we, we take as a guideline when we design menu dishes. So for my segment called My Last Meal, what would you have for your last supper? Well, I guess it would have to be something uh, very traditional of our country, but uh, incorporating avocado. So I would go with the Mediterranean toast, which has uh, kalamata olives, feta, cherry tomato, sun-dried tomato, and of course, avocado mash on top. So <laughs> I get uh, the best of avocaderia and the best of the Mediterranean diet together. Where can we find you on the web and social media? You can find us on Instagram at Avocaderia, and you can find us on our website at avocaderia.com and Facebook and Twitter at Avocaderia. Awesome. Thanks for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Thank you very much for having us. Follow Susie Chase on Instagram at Cookery by the Book and subscribe at cookerybythebook.com or in Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening to Cookery by the Book podcast, the only podcast devoted to cookbooks since 2015.